family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strong, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We are coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel here in Duluth, Georgia. If you would, please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. We'd love to know you're there and reach out to you and say hello. Each week, we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area and people, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security issues, not all are about physical security, and we'll touch on that and related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today is, I'm proud to have, Mr. Matt Mock. He's the Vice President of Sales for Nexstar Communications. And I know y'all have had so much going on. Tell you what, Matt, let's start out with, who is Matt Mock? Yeah, I appreciate you having me. So, um I was born in Austin, Texas, uh, so actually moved over to uh, Georgia about in 1990, around that time frame. Um, graduated from uh, GCSU, and then from there, uh, worked on and off, of course, with the family business, uh, which my dad started in 2000. And then from there, uh, once I graduated, kind of went into store management. Uh, from there, went into district management. Then I, I was our CFO for a while. I did that for about a year and then recently went into uh, VP of sales. So it's cool because I've been able to touch on each area of the business, but um, it's kind of a little background on my growth. It sounds great. I'm glad to hear you're from Texas. That's where I'm from. Oh, okay. You know, West what Texas, part? Lubbock. Okay, yeah. Home of Mac Davis and Buddy Holly and a whole bunch of other folks. There you go. Well, you know, Nexstar, you know, it's an interesting <coughs> interesting name for a, for a company. I know that uh, y'all have gone through a lot of transitions. Kind of give me an overview of the next star story. Sure. Uh, so before we opened in 2000, uh, my father actually ran Target stores. Uh, prior to that, they were actually Ridgeway, which I'm probably uh, too young to actually remember those. <laughs> but Ridgeway, then Target, and then they approached uh, my uh, father and said, hey, we're looking at taking this cell phone thing brick and mortar. And at the time, it was Nextel. Uh, so we actually opened up the first few cell phone stores in Georgia. Um, this is prior, you know, before cell phones really got big. Yep. And then from there, uh, we became Sprint. Uh, and actually, the reason why we chose Nexstar uh, was back in the phone days, if you remember. Uh, really yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nextel, uh, Nexstar was right under Nextel in the yep. phone book. So we thought that was, and then, of course, we wanted to be the Nexstar. So that's how actually Nexstar's name came about. And then from there, you know, we became Sprint. Um, and then, of course, T-Mobile, we recently merged. So we had 20 locations now. Uh, we had about 33 uh, prior to the actual merger. We took some haircut just because some were very close to each other. Um, but overall, since we've opened in 2000, we've had a total of about 54. 
So wow. like open, close, move, and stuff like that. But uh, we're standing 20 strong right now and looking for growth forward in T-Mobile. Where are basically your 20 stores located? Um, so the majority of them like are in Metro Atlanta or like uh, Gwinnett County area. We have some downtown uh, as far as like College Park, uh, Union City, uh, as far north as Dawsonville and Commerce. Uh, but pretty, I would say, most dominantly strong in Gwinnett. Well, I know we see every time I turn a corner, it seems like I see a, a Nextel store. So I guess that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's good. You know, it's been a difficult time through the uh, pandemic and everything for a lot of business. How have y'all fared through this and, and, and operating with it? You know, we've had our challenges. I think, you know, one of the definitions of uh, starting over is to begin again. Yep. And so we've had uh, since day one. You know, we, we, we were fortunate enough that we were considered uh, uh, a business that stayed open. And so we closed some stores, but then reopened. But we still had people that were needing phones. Um, we saw a spike in our tablets because kids at home yep. uh, saw a spike in mobile broadband. Uh, so we were actually fortunate enough to be in an industry that was still uh, people needing to stay in communication. Uh, so from that, and the, the challenges, I think that, you know, I, I joke around with my guys. It's like we got shot with a beanbag gun. We're trying to get back up and figure <laughs> out. So it's uh, just keeping everybody focused. But the day one merger when we merged with T-Mobile was a completely different culture, uh, completely different processes. So it's almost like we had to start over as a new business. Yeah, and you, I guess your whole business plan in a, in a way, well, it wouldn't be your whole business plan, but I get a big part of your business plan changed as you as you merged in with a different culture. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I always say, we, we know what our mission is. We know what our core values are. You know, our number one difference maker is our people. That doesn't matter if we're magenta, yellow, red, or blue. Um, but from there, we try to focus on, hey, look, we know who we are. We know what our mission is. We know what our core values are. And then we try to go after that each day. And like I said, I think one of the biggest things, you've got to get your people uh, on the same page during all this. At the same time, you've got to keep them positive. I mean, your attitude and mindset is what I tell my guys is, is number one by far the biggest thing when you wake up and put your feet down. Well, you know, that kind of tags into my next question. Motivating teams through the pandemic, well, any time, but I guess especially through this pandemic, had to be a challenge. Yeah, you know, one thing that was very successful for us um, prior to the pandemic in March, we would get all the team together on Mondays and Thursdays, twice a week. Um, but one of the things I found that we had to amp up our communication and get everybody on the same page, really show them, hey, look, you know the business is moving hey we sold one division today you know that may not be a big thing but hey the business is moving we're still winning there's good things happening and getting everybody uh, on the positive uh, mindset of the house so we shifted that and did a 10 a.m uh, zoom call every morning and we actually have continued that and we just basically get everybody on the same page get everyone in it's a big rah-rah you know here's the wins from yesterday uh, here's our goals for today and then we said you ready to go change some lives and then we go out there and just uh, basically talk about our wins successes and what our goals to accomplish for the day and it got everybody there like with video and then even like when some of them were working from home uh, we would still have them there and i thought that was crucial and important that we go over the targets we show that the business is moving that we are winning and getting everybody on the same page i know coming from you know in my field uh, getting people motivated uh, to go to work we were we were in the essential field and let's face it communications is essential uh, you people phones they've got to keep whether they're from home or going downtown or going wherever to an office communications has still got to run uh, your phones have still got to operate your tablets have still got to operate you still got to have access to the service part of that industry mm -hmm. 
How has it been uh, actually getting out and talking to people and trying to do sales in this industry during the pandemic? I guess it's kind of hard. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it reminds me kind of uh, back in 9-11, uh, you know, when all that happened in 2008, or, or even, not even 9-11, in 2008 and even 9-11, if you look back at some of the pandemics or things that have crises, um, in 9-11 it was a lot about people and we, it was very much about you know, taking care of the customer and stuff and that's something T-Mobile prides himself on. They're number one in the industry as far as customer service. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that right now we were trying to really make sure that we deliver that wow experience, put that customer first, make that our North Star. Don't worry about the results, let's keep customer first, deliver a wow experience different than our competition and the results will follow. So we try to really keep that customer first mindset and the North, our North Star and Beacon. And so, um, and you know, I've said this, what, what you did six months ago and the behaviors and actions that we did as a business are not gonna work in the next six months. Oh, absolutely. So we've had to, what maybe took 10 phone calls, you may have to do 20 or, you know, to get that one appointment. So I think it's a different mindset. It, it's also going back to the basics. You know, we were great, and then, like I said, we got a double whammy, not just the pandemic, but then the merger. So that was really, you know, tough for some of my guys is we, we had a really good groove and confidence of our process. We knew what Sprint was. We had our, our, our non-negotiables in place. We had our, you know, uh, focuses in place, and then it was like flipped. Mm. So then it was like not only that, had, we've had to change some of our behaviors and our actions and activities that got us to be in that, those top quadrants that we were with Sprint year over year. I know any type of merger is <coughs> difficult. Can you kind of let us bring us up to speed on how this merger's gone? Any updates on the merger? Yeah, you know, so day one was August 1st, and that's basically, I mean, this has been a two-year process, the merger has, but that's trying to get it to the FCC, the government, and all that. So uh, day one, we officially became T-Mobile, where Sprint and T-Mobile merged. And then they've been, the, T-Mobile's very big on, like, doing moves, like, on carrier. So our first one was, like, day one. We're now one. We're joining our networks. Um, the next big phase was 5G. They've been pushing that hard. And then T-Vision is our most recent one. So they are going after uh, industry disruptions. And uh, T-Vision is basically where they're cutting the cord and going after the big box as far as like Dish and people like that. So uh, been good. You know, the, the I call it leapfrog. Uh, you know, once it's just common science, we merged up two giant networks. And basically once we're, f we're continuing to flip all those on, uh, and one of the new one is called uh, TNX, which is T-Mobile Network Experience. So we're literally able to pop SIM chips into older phones to be able to uh, put them on the Magenta network. So that's been a big well, push. Cool. Yeah, that's been a big push. And it's convenient because you just pop it in your old phone. But that's been a very big push. But they are very big on, on carrier, disrupting the industry, um, putting the customer first, uh, and then, like I said, really going after it. So T-Vision and TNX are probably the biggest two things right now that I've seen in the past 90 days out of the merger. How is that T-Vision coming along? Uh, you know, it's really new. I mean, we've had it for probably about a week now. Uh, and so it's, you know, the concept is they, they, they studied the, uh, like, DISH and, and Comcast and these businesses and said, let's listen to our customers and then shut up and then implement. <laughs> and so I'm serious. That's what they said. So uh, they studied and said these fees, they're, they're the worst in the customer, like worst. They're like number 46 the the cable companies yeah and so they said wow if we can take our culture at t-mobile where we're number one in customer service and implement that where there's no hidden fees no none of that we'll have an aggressive price because most people hold on to cable television because what the live right i mean you can pretty much get everything else through all the apps so they went after and said we're going to offer it for 40 bucks a month cut the cord 
We'll have different tier packages, um, which similar to YouTube TV, mm-hmm. you know, they'll sell a hub with it, but they figured, hey, we can deliver best in class value and be number one in customer service and take care of our customers, which is what people want. Well, you know, getting away from cable is a biggie. Mm-hmm. I know that cable can be very frustrating, to put it mildly. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of overall, you know, is there just, as far as your business, you got any updates on that that uh, are going on, taking place? No, you know, like I said, we've been really focused on what's most important, what's not important, uh, getting back to the basics and uh, getting our team fortified. Uh, you know, one of the things I always say is, you know, we're better than we were in August. We're better than we were in, se- in September or in October. We're better than we were in September. And right now we're training to be better than we were in October. So what I tell my guys is, you know, let's focus one day at a time. I have a phrase called lift the graph. Mm-hmm. You know, people move numbers. They don't move themselves. So what we focus on is, hey, let's lift the graph by 10 to 15% this time next week. Or let's focus on getting better here next week. And then we measure those successes and study those graphs daily to see what tweaks need to be made or maybe conversations that need to be had. Picking your battles in order to win the war. Correct. So, yeah, and because and, we were tied. The, the crazy thing is this is what's challenging because I have a lot of tenured even managers and district managers, and um, we were consistently in the top five with Sprint for, you know, several years. Mm-hmm. And then we come in and get whacked, you know, as far as like a new business. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, well, we're like at the bottom now. You know, Wait till I learn all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'll put so them to shame. We've been very good challenging. So we're like under this huge pressure cooker where we're like focusing on, okay, what's more important? Okay, we got the big five ranker. We got this going on. But uh, the goal is, is to keep everybody fortified, everybody positive, focus on the wins, focus on the successes, and then I really, truly do, I tell the guys this, we're going to come out so much stronger and bigger and more confident than we were. And this is a great challenge across the board, top down. And so I said, but let's stay fortified, get better each week over week, and we're going to be so much stronger than our competition. We'll get there. It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when and how fast. Yeah, facing those challenges uh, on a day-to-day basis is what makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of, you know, how do you, how do you take what's given to you and what do you do with it? Yeah, and, you know, a quote I say a lot of times is uh, 80% of the success is showing up. And my guys are like, what the flip are you talking about? Like, you know, and so then I was like, what that means is, you know, there's good days and bad days. There's days we don't feel like getting up. There's days we don't feel like going in. The challenge is, can you make yourself do it? Mm-hmm. There's something I want to do, but I know I shouldn't do it. Can I make, keep myself from it? There's something I know I should be doing. I don't feel like it. Can you make yourself do it? And that was actually something I learned from uh, Nick Saban or Coach Saban. Yep. And so it's, it's one of those things where – Keep showing up. Keep fighting. You have a you have a choice. You can fight or flight. You know you can cry and complain, or you can get in there and fight. And then what happens? And I tell them this: if you guys, if, we, if you stay fortified together and we continue to show up each day, do what our mission is, know what our purpose is, know what the core values are, and execute those daily, then it really will fortify us. And when we come out on the other side, I'm just we're going to be a bunch of ninja assassin warriors there that you can go. take on any day. <laughs> I want a bunch of crazy people around me because I'm bunch a little of, bunch of T-Mobile yeah. ninjas. <laughs> I like that. Well, you know, you mentioned a while ago that 5G strategy. There is so much discussion about 5G, and a lot of people don't really understand what 5G is. They just say, well, it's got to be better than 4G, and it's got to be better than 3G. <clears throat> kind of, Can you explain to us what 5G is and how you're approaching that? And I know that your company is trying to take the lead in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, that's probably, when I say the uncarrier, we've actually, we do huddles on Sunday mornings uh, now with T-Mobile, which that was a new cultural thing, um, which I've been very impressed with their culture. I mean, it's, it's, it's been very refreshing. But uh, 
with the 5G, they've they've really put a hot emphasis on that because there's so many people that say, oh, we have the best 5G network or, oh, we have this. But stats and facts don't lie. I mean, if you look at the numbers on the board and the spectrum, by far, you had Sprint and T-Mobile join up and they doubled their network. So we have already been putting emphasis on 5G, Sprint and both T-Mobile have uh, for quite some time now. It's just a matter of lighting both of those two up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so from there, um, T-Mobile network experience or TNX is what they're pushing big on us. And basically that's this, the SIM chip pop. But uh, in a lot of, I've said this to someone the other day, how fast do you need your email to come up? I mean, there's only a matter of, okay, my email comes up, uh, whatever. You're starting to get into like YouTube and streaming and 5G actually gets into like robotics, uh, autonomous ve- vehicles, um, healthcare, you're gonna see a huge push in 5G. Uh, but if you think about it, the, the, the businesses and the technologies that 4G unleashed, there was no Instagram on 3G. Exactly. There was no Uber. The video wouldn't have allowed it or the Uber. Um, so you, there was no Snapchat. You think of all these businesses that 4G created and what 5G is actually going to bring to the table is going to be insane. I can just see Elon Musk right now just like licking his chops. You know, he's over there trying to think of that big next business that's going to boom and explode. But you know, I would say it's it's also in more businesses. Like with 5G, that's going to be a hot focus. But um, T-Mobile's big claim right now is that they are the largest and America's largest 5G network. Like if you go look at the facts and the stats. And so, like I said, they call it leapfrog, where we're going to leap the carriers. It's not a matter of if or when, how fast. Uh, they'll catch up eventually, but we're going to have a window there where we're going to have we'll run the game as far as the most 5G spectrum because they're just getting started. T-Mobile is the only carrier right now that has all three tri-bands dedicated to 5G. The others have each of their own flavor, but they have the low band, the mid band, and the high band. So which that's huge for us right now and that we're going to continue to lean in on. Hey, we got all three dedicated, and um, try us out on our TNX network. Pop your SIM in, see for yourself. Oh, well, you know, that, that I know that when, you know, Sprint was by itself and T-Mobile was by itself, they had their own separate networks, and coverage was sometimes limited. I mean, be honest. So I would think with the merger of those two and the overlapping of the two that your coverage also really expanded and where people could get the, the – would be able to get their service where it would be strong and where they wouldn't have uh, uh, down service and, you know, as many loopholes or holes in the service yeah, area. yeah, yeah. You know, I can say this now that I'm not yellow. I mean, I yep. loved it. I'm, I'm very loyal. You know, when I go in all in on something, go I go in, all in. I I'm you. not going to have it. You know, so like, uh, it's one of those things where uh, it was challenging even through the years of with Nextel and, and Sprint. You know, we weren't the, always the best, but we still were pit bulls and stuff like that as far as fighting. And then um, now, though, with the actual merger, I, I don't see 5G coming full circle till maybe another 12 to 24 months, like where everybody's in the same, you know, mm-hmm. on the plane. But um, it, it is going to be cool to see, all right, there's never been a carrier that was number one in customer service, best value, and best network. So that's kind of the, the message is, hey, we're going to be best in customer service. That's by far number one and deliver a level of experience that's going to differentiate us from our competition. Second, we're going to offer the best value. We're not going to jack up our prices just because we're Verizon. And then third, we're going to have the number one best network. And so that's just a matter of how fast we get there. But, um, that you know, we're excited to see what that brings, even with our mentality of the great people we have that are kind of hunters and stuff like that with the network behind them. Well, I know that customer service is, without a doubt, the number one thing that people are looking for. 
because you can have the coverage, you can be getting the phones, but when it doesn't work or you have issues, if you can't get a hold of somebody and they can't literally reach out to you and help you with that issue quickly, then your your opinion of that service goes down real fast. And so y'all are really working on that customer service end. Yeah, you know, and that was one of the biggest things I saw coming over to T-Mobile. I mean, Sprint was last. We were last in customer service um, out of all four carriers. T-Mobile was number one. And we had a huge wake-up call come day one. I mean, the stats and reports, they're like, drop everything. You know, if there's a customer escalation, we don't care what's going on, drop it. They can handle it. Um, they expect our higher upper management to call these customers. I mean, you get a call from a VP of sales, you're like, um, well, okay. You know, it's yeah. not just a rep or a manager. So uh, they are very big on that uh, as far as that goes. And they make that North Star, like I said, the customer service. And their mindset is they say, take care of that customer, deliver a great experience, and the results will follow. And so that was uh, something we had, you know, even when we had uh, maybe escalations or like a bad review or something like that. Like, I mean, it's literally you have 24 hours to knock that out. And you've got to that. answer those bad oh, reviews. 100%. You can't just ignore them. No. And we'll, we'll get it high as the uh, uh, vice presidents of T-Mobile reaching out to me and our front lines and saying, hey, what happened here? Well, that's kind of like, you know, Paradigm's customers, they're really surprised when the owner of the company, you know, they have an issue and they get a call from the owner of the company. Mm, there you go. Uh, it they it blows you know it's like yeah right okay no it really is the owner of the company I'm talking I'm calling to try to get what you've got problem with resolved mm-hmm. and then it'll filter down instead of trying to filter up to me though so it makes a big difference when they hear of someone that is actually can do something about the, about the issue actually contact them and I know that y'all are very focused on that yeah and so one of the things we've also implemented was uh, exit uh, interviews on all customers required. Uh, we're big on floor leadership. You know, we have a floor coach, you know, uh, making sure they're involved in every sale and then exit interview. Hey, how did your experience go today? Was there anything we could have done different? Great. Uh, so we make sure that whoever the floor coach or the floor lead does it every time to ensure that every customer gets a good experience. But it's like I tell you, you got to be genuine with it too. Absolutely. You can't be fake with it. Don't be you know, salesy. Like I tell my guys, like, you know, sell from the heart, but at the same time, be real with them. You got to follow through as well. Yeah, people respect it, and at the same time, you know, uh, delivering that wow experience is why I'm not going to go to another store or go online. I mean, we have customers for some reps that they'll drive past three other stores just to go see Elsie. I moved this one individual; they'll always they'll go go to her. I mean, there's a reason they go all the way down there. So I think that you know, when I I love studying the graphs as far as like, okay, who's this? What are they doing? And then go ask and then like just monitor or measure what they're doing and you know this one individual said my my service and the level that i provide is what makes me different well communication is is not just about the fact that you're in the communication business you've actually got to be able to communicate internally Mm -hmm. and with all of your people all on the same page all out of the same playbook uh it's like a football like a football team if you've got half the team playing on one playbook the other half playing on the other you're not going to win at anything, and you're not going to you're not going to succeed in the goal that you're out to achieve, which is to win. Yeah, you know, I agree with you 100. percent One of the things I always try to say is you've got to get your people all on the same page. You've got like that's one of the things. Okay, what are what's our mission? What's our vision? What are our crew values? And if you disrupt those core values, then you're not right for our organization. Great people, but oh, just yeah. not not great for you know next star. And so um, I, I think that getting them on the same page that's why we try to do the you know the 10 a.m call every day and stuff like that and 
I, I told you this even in new hire classes that I do or go speak at. Um, you know, I, you may not be here forever, but while you're here, be all in. Sometimes we're a river, sometimes we're a reservoir, but you know, our mindset is uh, you want to grow your organization, grow your leaders. If you want to grow your leaders, focus within. Uh, so that's something that we're here to invest in them. You know, I'll say, look, some of you guys are like 25. Like, uh, if you can just be all in on this, learn this thing, I promise you no one's going to push you more than you've been pushed here. But we're going to get the most out of it, and you're going to learn, and maybe this is a stepping stone to this. But when's the last time you gave something any 50% and what was the outcome? So when you're here, be okay. all in. We're going to have people hold you accountable. We will push and get the most out of you. But be all in on this and be on the team. Well, and it's important when they see that nobody's asking them to do anything that they're not willing to do. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen of you and a, and a lot of your people, you don't ask anybody to put that 100% in. It's not, you know, I, I see all the time people say, well, we'll give 110%. I don't want 110%. Mm-hmm. Just give me 100% of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and because 100% is all. Yeah. And you start preaching 110, I'll give you 150%. <laughs> I call BS. Yeah, you know that means you're gonna. You want me to believe that, but you, you know, you're you're in, living in a fantasy world. If you can communicate with your people that you believe in what you do and you give a hundred percent, and you don't ask anything more than what you do or are willing to give out of your people, you know, it, it gives a whole different. Well, that's part of your culture. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it, it's it's kind of like you. I call it. And that's something I've, I've even with T-Mobile, the com- just having a conversation, like be genuine, like be real Absolutely. with your people, just like your customers, be real. You know, sometimes I say they're like, oh, man, you're being hard on this. I'm like, I consider myself an honest person, so I would be lying to you if I told you this isn't a problem. Yeah. Or you have something on your face. Most people don't want to, uh, I don't know you. Dude, you got something on your face. I have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an honest person. Yeah. I, if someone ever did me that as a stranger, actually someone did one time. And I was like, wow, you're a very honest person. I have no idea who you are, but I appreciate your honesty. I, had so, a, I was at an event not long ago where a lady wearing pants had her zipper down. And none of the ladies would say anything to her. And I said, for you. you know, what is with this? <laughs> I just walked over and said, look, you might want to pull your zipper up. <laughs> And she kind of got a little bit red, but she said, I, God, I appreciate it so yeah, much. You, can just, you just got to be like, be, be real honest. with your people, love on your people, but then you got to have the hard conversations. Oh, I yeah. Mean, and you got to have the uncomfortable conversations even with your customers. So, uh, you know, quote I say is face to beast. Uh, but, you know, and it only makes you stronger. That's the other thing. Once you have the conversation a few times, you start to get more comfortable. So I try to push exactly. my guys to say, hey, this, or, you know, like when we used to, or I would do calls with the call center and stuff. And, the very first person to make the appointment and call, I would do. Say, look, watch as I do. Now, yeah. this is what I need you to do, and then you keep the push. Having the hard conversations is not the easiest thing to do, mm-hmm. but if you don't have those hard conversations, the issues never resolve. Right. And a lot of people, they're not doing things intentionally mm-hmm. or not doing things intentionally. They just don't realize what they're doing. It's just kind of like second nature to them. They're just going through the motions and unless they realize that there's an issue or that their zipper's down, they don't know to change. Well, I always – yeah, another thing we use is called coach challenge and check. Um, and it's – it's you know, I tell the RSMs, I'm like, look, if you're, if you're not talking to these guys or sitting down and have a genuine, honest conversation, you're basically telling them you do not care about them. Absolutely. And you're failing them as a leader. It is your job as a coach and to do that. So um, – I think it's, you know, some of them, they may be uncomfortable with conflict, but that's where, you know, I have great district managers that uh, and that will go in there and help have those conversations to show them how to do it. And then where I need to support them, they have my support. 
Uh, so I think it's, like I said, it sends back, be real with your people, love on your people, and, and we're truly here to invest them and help them grow. And like I said, sometimes we're a river, sometimes we're a reservoir. Unless they're like really good, I want them to ride that stream pretty mm-hmm. long. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, conflict sometimes is the best thing for it. Yeah. Because if you don't have the conflict, you don't have the, you don't get down to the meat of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You don't get the real vision out there. And if you don't have that conflict, the main thing is be able to resolve it, mm-hmm. is to come to at least an agreement to disagree. Well, it's like surface level, you know, conversation versus, you know, deep level. and Dig, Deep dive. Yeah, and, and that's something I've, I've been very impressed with even T-Mobile because anybody can, you know, shout off or retire, get your numbers up or whatever else. But um, on some of our, our leadership calls that we have, even with our teams, it's just they're very open of – Hey, let's let's talk about this. Let's have a conversation. Where are our struggles? Oh, well, look, this store is doing it right. That means these other fifteen can or nineteen. You know, so what is what is uh, Mall what of are Georgia? they doing that we need right. to look at? But they, it, you know, it was it, nothing. You know, spring was great. Don't get me wrong, but there was a lot of just reading data. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I found that they are all about the people. They're all about the front lines. They genuinely are are, are, are about that, and they are all about the customer. And so it really is is reason why they're actually had like they're rated like one of the number one places to work and their turnover is like one of the lowest in the industry and there's a reason for that it's their culture what they do with their customers and how they treat their people so we're trying to at the same time conform with that well you've had a lot of that even with next over the years regardless of what business we were but uh it's been cool to have mothership support and then same time learn some new techniques to implement in our business no absolutely well what do you see in t-mobile's future Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Where do you start? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're in the technology business, which we're very blessed and fortunate to be in. Um, I see, like I said, the leapfrog, you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of people can make big claims. But uh, based off of what I've seen in some of the vision plans and stuff like that, uh, we will have the number one network as far as 5G. But it's just and we'll have a window. Where we'll run the game there. Um, but the, I, I truly believe the others will. I mean, because there's going to be companies that acquire other people. Someone could buy out T-Mobile. T-Mobile in the next yeah. 12 to 24 months is going to look like a really good company. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe there's speculation. Amazon, they want to get into this space. You know, uh, the, the, in this possibilities, especially when 5G launch around. And like I said, sure. we they, they, their forecast, it's, I think it's like $3.6 billion is what they've invested in our 5G network in the next 12 to 24 months. But you're wow. not going to see all that come full circle until about another 12 to 24 months. So we're still in the process of getting, figuring out both these companies and, and making them work in mesh, um, figuring out, making sure we make all of our networks, you know, uh, unify together. And so I think it's uh, it's going to be pretty cool to see what's going forward. You know, the cut the cord thing. I think you'll continue to see uh, other products and stuff launch that 5G that maybe we didn't have with 4G. Um, and I think that you'll continue to see them disrupt the industry. I mean, they're they're very big on doing disruptors well you're you know you're a newborn Mm -hmm. and you have to learn you have to grow you have to learn how to you have to learn how to crawl before you can learn how to walk Mm -hmm. and it's learning more about your whole environment your whole culture and as you grow as you mature hopefully you get better Mm -hmm. that's the whole idea of uh, the maturing part and i can see that in your future with this company is this company is wanting to grow and grow in the right way Mm -hmm. not just expand yeah a cool quote i heard from uh our ceo of t-mobile he's like we will be verizon we will be better than verizon but we will not become them 
I thought that that really struck Hoey. We'll, we will be better than Verizon guys, but we will not become them. And so I thought that was pretty powerful. Yeah. They, they are very much about keeping customer first. If we start to get a, a if we do start to run the market, you know, we're not going to get cocky and raise our prices. We're still going to we're still going to go after what got us to where we were at. And we that's want making, Verizon making chasing customer us. number one, right? Yeah, and well, then it's just making sure we hold it down. Absolutely. Yeah. Stay true to your principles mm-hmm. of what you want and how you want to grow. Don't just get there to expand and be the biggest and then go the wrong way. Right. Well, why should people, final question, why should people choose Nexstar, T-Mobile over Verizon or any of the others? What's, what's, the, what's the real reason somebody ought to do that? You know, I go back, I said it a few times, is our people. I mean, I can't, uh, like, it's even branded on our website. Our difference is our people. And a lot of people can make that claim or whatever. But I think if you visit one of our locations and, and see the way that we try to invest in our people, grow our people, our passion, our energy, um, our leadership that we try to do with our people, that you will see that differentiator. We want it to be fun. We want to deliver a wow experience. Um, and the level of service that we provide, I mean, and that's something we're continuing to get better and grow with that with T-Mobile. We had some opportunities and challenges on that side. So it was a good wake-up call for a lot of different areas. But I think, again, it sends back to your people and why someone would drive and skip three stores or whatever. I mean, I had people that would stay with me with Sprint when they knew it sucked. And they stayed with me for years. <laughs> because they, they would you. just call me and be like, oh, man, you know, we're dropping signal. I had the police department had to go in and, like, talk in front of, like, 60 cops. And there, the you know, chief was like, well, Bubba, you know, good luck. But you know, it's like one of those things. It was like out in Monroe. And I was like, oh, gosh. But it was one of those things where, again, it went, they stuck with us for the level of service. And I think, you know, that speaks on not just Nexstar, but what T-Mobile is trying to go after. So our people. And then, you know, I've been very impressed with what T-Mobile is doing. I mean, quote, they said this on a call. They were like, look, we're going to listen to our customers and then shut up. We're going to change and flip this broken industry. They do not want to become Comcast. I mean, they don't, they don't want to become uh, dish and all that. So they, they are, I think, the differentiation of we're going to listen to our customers and then we're going to implement change regardless of what everyone else is doing. And, you know, you're seeing that with some of the T-Vision. You're seeing that with, you know, some of the 5G. Um, another thing they do, we don't do taxes. We don't do hidden fees. Whatever we, you, you leave the store with, that's your bill. I think that's sometimes a challenge. Like, you're like 12 months into your dish or something, and then all of a sudden you see this, okay, what's this package? Why did yeah. it go up? Why all of a sudden is my right. bill down? And then you try to call in, and you're on the phone for like three hours, or you get hung up on, or they don't know what the flip they're talking about. So I think it's, uh, you know, that's a big differentiation. People, listen to your customers, and then keep that your North Star. Well, again, I say it's not just about getting a hold of somebody. It's getting somebody to actually act once you get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting a hold of them in the first place is important. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be that follow-up and got to be a resolution. Yeah, and then, you know, I'd say the other thing is our culture. I mean, people by far number one, but uh, you got to deliver a fun culture. I mean, you're, you're at work sometimes more than you are with your family. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, so I know that you know, well. And so many people stay at a dead-end job because they're not afraid to take the risk or whatever else. So we try to create a fun experience, be real, be open, not so buttoned up. Uh, T-Mobile is very much open up. Uh, you know, we've, we, we figured that out. I, as you can see, you know, I'm wearing like t-shirts. I was used to wearing like suits every day. And then like, they, they would come out and be like, who's the librarian? <laughs> you know, so they're like, and they, but they challenge us on it. Cause even our VP, like our vice president, he'd come in, we meet with him for T-Mobile or our market directors and they're all wearing t-shirts and tennis, T-Mobile swag and representing the brand. And you know, one of the things, uh, the VP said to me, he was like, look, when you walk in a store, you didn't act like you're better than your people. It's intimidating to them. So we exactly. dress just, we dress just like the front lines. 
and it makes it a little bit more comfortable when we go in there and have those conversations that we're not just some big shot or whatever that hey we're here to help you we're with you we're going to be on the same page it's also a heck of a lot more comfortable being oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. this. I got a lot. I got a lot of new magenta. <laughs> I tell you, when I worked with the PD with downtown and, and CID for so many years, coat and tie was it. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I hate coat and ties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wear a coat if it's chilly, but man, I try not to get in a tie unless it's absolute. Yeah, absolute necessity. I mean, I like dress up, but you know, it's been different. Uh, you know, as far as that goes, but I, the concept and the mindset I get. And, uh, you know, it's it's so funny. I never you don't go up to people with a Comcast shirt or like a Kroger shirt. Be like, where'd you get that shirt? I mean, uh, my guys are like excited to wear this stuff. You know, yeah. we, we give them like Spiss and stuff for T-shirts and they're like buying them. But T-Mobile actually has cool gear. Like, and so people will stop me at like quick shirt and be like, hey, I like that shirt or whatever. I'm like, man, I never got that with Sprint. So, I mean, yeah. it's just a different kind of view. And people, people know where you are. Yeah. They may not know you work for T-Mobile, but they know that you're at least. Yeah supporting the brand mm-hmm. and that tends to promote questions yeah and i've seen you know t-mobile customers the past you know 90 days they're very loyal i'm very loyal to the brand i mean their their churn rate is like less than two percent i mean wow. it, and ours at sprint was almost 20 to 30 yeah, that's 20 big, to 30 yeah. so that's i mean that, that's that's a huge difference and i went back and when you study it again it goes back to what they put the customer first and they they're number one customer first and that's a reason they only have a two percent churn rate in the industry i mean versus 30 that's a big swing that's a so we're excited swing. about that too to get that number down well i tell you matt it's been absolutely great talking to you yes, sir uh it has been uh very interesting we've been trying to get together for a long time on yes, this sir. and i'm glad we finally made it and we're definitely going to have to have you back on once y'all make some of these changes as you move definitely. forward and as you grow but i want to thank you for joining us on case in point presented by paradigm security services Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 11.30 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on, of course, Case in Point. Be sure and hit that subscribe button for me so we know that you're there. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next week at 11.30 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and any related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Matt Mock. Yes, sir. And for his representing Nexstar Communications with T-Mobile. And for our producers, Mike and Miss Amanda, I am Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.